It's the Chopping It Up Chopping It Up, a podcast about race, race, and race. I am here with my co-host, Tyler St. Clair. I am Noah Filippiak. What's going on, Tyler? What up, though, baby? You all right, man? I'm doing good here in Lansing, Michigan. Sorry to hear that. What's going on with you over in Detroit? Oh, man, we live in the American dream. I know you are. I know you are. I believe we have our producer, Kyle Lake, on the line as well. What's going on, Kyle? Hello, fellow Detroiter. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. I'm not a fellow Detroiter. Clearly. Clearly. It's all in your voice. <laughs> I come from the streets of Troy, Ohio. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. <laughs> The perfectly paved streets. Tyler, what's your blog? What's your blog, Tyler? Uh, good question. Tyler P Speaks. Uh, dot com. Is Tyler that P- T-Y-L-E-R, P is that Speaks. P- like urine, like P E E. Oh no, that's that's yeah no. Okay. Uh, T-Y-L-E-R, P Speaks. Dot com. My blog is at acrossroads.net. No references to P in my blog. A-T-A <laughs> crossroads.net. Good for you. Kay Lake, where can we find your music? Uh, you can find me on SoundCloud. Um, you go to soundcloud.com forward slash Servants Corner. Servants right. Yep. Speaking of music, I definitely love the I'm Black I'm blackity black song that we got going on right now. Oh yeah, man! I'm telling you that that song is a classic. It actually, you know, I just wake up in the morning, I play that, you know, just so that my neighbors who are white can actually hear that coming from my house. Um, I I get that song stuck in my head, and I'll be at Kroger singing it out loud. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> so, on today's show. Our very first show, give you a quick rundown. We're going to do a trending segment where we talk about Colin Kaepernick, who has blown up the internet. Next, we will do a our scheduled segment, which we'll do every show. This, today's show, we're going to talk about this concept of being colorblind or that we are all one race. Some will say that's the way we should approach race. And then I do believe... Our producer, Kyle, is efforting to get a celebrity on the line for our closing interview. I hear we might be talking to Black Superman today. Is that is that true, Kyle? Yeah, man. I mean, he's been a, like, almost like an idol of mine since a kid. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's definitely, uh, I had to get him here. It took a lot of fried chicken and um, and money to get him here, but he's going to be here. He's, he's excited. Um <laughs> He's pretty busy, um, though, you know, right? He's pretty busy. He's, he's, he's been working a lot in Compton. Um, 
he's he, he's trying to do some gang intervention type stuff, man. But honestly, I saw him at the uh, uh, Donald Trump rally. I saw him up on stage. <laughs> you probably you probably seen him. Um, he he was the guy that was actually uh, smoking a cigarette uh, with Donald Trump. He had the gold chains on. Did you see him? That was him. That was I that did. was actually. I thought he was the vice president candidate. <laughs> no, you know, so I can't wait to meet him. He's a good guy. I think you guys will love him. Uh, he's very sincere, genuine guy, and he All loves right. talking about black guys. All right, well, let's get to our trending segment. As of Colin. last week, Colin Kaepernick officially blew up the internet there's been a ton of reaction to Colin's decision. Colin said he was sitting down to protest mm-hmm. a country that oppresses minorities, oppresses people of color. And there's been all kinds of reactions since then. I want to read a couple, and then we'll go around and get get our reaction. Jerry Rice is a legendary black football player from the 49ers. Jerry tweets out, all lives matter. So much going on in this world today. Can we all just get along? Colin, I respect no. your stance, but don't respect, but don't disrespect the flag, he says to him. Uh, Tyler, what do you think of that from Jerry? Um, well, first of all, Jerry Rice is probably the most overrated football player of all time. I just wanted to put that out there. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't. We we beg for athletes to be more than just athletes. Um, we beg for them to have a voice. We beg for them to. Uh, speak to social issues, be involved in their communities. Uh, we beg for them to be role models. We beg for them to, to, to do all these things. Uh, but then when someone does that, uh, they are um, beaten to a pulp on social media. Um, I, I don't I don't agree with that, that sentiment of, of Mr. Rice. Um, I don't think we're at a place in our country when we can just say, uh, can't we all just get along? Maybe he can as a bazillion time right. uh, pro bowler and a millionaire times a trillion. Um, but there are people who are affected um, by the social winds that he may be oblivious to, honestly. Before before you guys continue, for the viewers who probably haven't heard what Colin actually said, I'm going to read uh, his exact quote, which started this whole controversy. So yeah, he says, right. I, am not, I am not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. Hmm. A couple other tweet reactions. Uh, Tony Stewart who I believe is not black, uh, Tony Stewart, the NASCAR driver. NASCAR is not known for its diversity. Uh, on Twitter, Tony Stewart said, I'm sorry, but Kaepernick 7, that's uh, Kaepernick's tweet handle, I'm sorry, but Kaepernick 7 needs to learn the fact about police before running his dumbass mouth. He has hey, no, now. 
Yeah. Watch out, Tony. This is a family show. He has, continuing the, the tweet, he has, he has no clue what they, speaking of police, go through. Hashtag idiot. Um, little reaction to that from Arian Foster, who's a black running back for the Miami Dolphins, long time for the Houston Texans, who has uh, also had some reaction to Kaepernick's thoughts. But Arian says to Tony Stewart, how about attempting to educate him via your views instead of fueling hatred? You can get a hold of him if you want. I do, I do find it interesting just the amount of reaction to this. I, I believe people have sat during the uh, Pledge, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance, my bad on that, during the National Anthem before. Um, I know in the NBA, uh, you're not mandated to stand. It's, it's yeah. encouraged to stand. Um, but this isn't the first time this has happened in sports. No. And yet, because of the issue of race in our country, especially since Michael Brown, I believe, which is when this really all hit the forefront of the news, uh, the internet can't stop about Colin Kaepernick. Tonight, the 49ers play, and Kaepernick says he's going to sit again. So we're, we're recording on September 1st, and I'm sure it will be given so much more reaction as well. Um, I know I've had friends of mine ask me my views on this. I blog often as a white uh, evangelical pastor. I blog a lot about race. I have a Black Lives Matter sign in my front yard. How many and times has that been? Say again. How many times has that been removed? <laughs> uh, removed twice, vandalized once. The, uh, oh, good. But my vandal used a sharpie, and there's a there's a nice trick you can color over sharpie with a dry erase marker, and then it erases. It was beautiful. Uh, so, um, you know, my, my thoughts on this is I've just listened to sports radio and, and read things. I mean, most of the, the vitriol going against Kaepernick is people are saying the flag stands for our military. It stands for people that have died. And so for you to yeah. not stand to honor that flag, you're not honoring military veterans who have died for your freedom. Is that true? Is that true? I mean, does the flag stand for military vets that have died? Well, um, I don't remember uh, any civics classes that I took, <laughs> um, but I thought the flag stood for the country. I'm not, I didn't know it was ex that the military had exclusive rights to the flag. Right. And by... Or, or, or the national anthem, or the Star Spangled Ban Banner for Bangle, uh, for that matter. So, um, I, I, I understand. I, I, I have a, a very close friend, a very close friend. I consider him a brother. Uh, me and him uh, had a uh, a disagreement about this very topic. I said something that he didn't consider patriotic, um, and him being a a, a military uh, person took 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 offense to that and what I try to rem what I reminded him and what I try to remind other uh, white brothers and sisters is uh, everybody's American experience is not the same right uh, just uh, man what was that just two weeks ago on my way home from Illinois uh, 
I'm, we're in the middle of nowhere, Illinois, and my car stops, and I'm on the highway, and I'm out there with my wife and a one-month baby, one-month-old baby, and we're on the highway, and a police officer pulls up behind us, and he says, hey, how's everything going? You all right? And I said, yeah, tri AAA is on their way here. Um, and he asked me a few more very detailed, prodding questions. Where are you coming from? Where are you going? Where do you live? And he asked me for my driver's license, registration, and proof of insurance. Mm -hmm. For no reason other right. than the fact that I was there. Right. So uh, after five to seven minutes of standing outside when it's 90 degrees, um, and him running my information, he said, have a nice day. You know, so that's my American experience. Things, <laughs> and that's the American experience of, I'm sure Colin Kaepernick uh, had the experience uh, similar to being a black man in America. So um, everyone's American experience is not the same. And you can't superimpose your patriotism or superimpose your uh, beliefs on people who have experienced injustice and continue to experience injustice uh, in America. Yeah. And I, and I think behind that is like, I, I don't think Collins, uh, you know, he, I, I, I don't think he wanted to say, hey, you know, I, I am disrespecting the military. I'm, Not what at he's, all. But he's just saying like, okay, this is a flag that represents a country that, that have oppressed people of color. I mean, that's just... That's just what it is. I mean, even people of color who are in the military, they experience the same oppression in the military. When you think about, um, yeah. you, you think about, um, you, you just think about like the racism. Like I, I have a couple of buddies who are in the military, and they talk about how, you know, they've been consistently like getting into fights with other uh, 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 white soldiers who, who they were serving with, and it was segregated, you know, in their barracks and. and you know, when you also think about, there's a video that went viral um, of young guys who were in boot camp. Um, it was it was one black guy in the midst of all these white dudes, and they all were picking on this guy. They were trying to fight him, and 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 the conversation went on. The, the video went about ten minutes, and they all were talking about how they, you know, just whooped this black dude's tail, and and, and they were just picking on him. So it just it depicts a, a picture of okay, well, not only here as uh, civilians that we're dealing with this oppression, but also those who are serving are dealing with the same thing. So what, what Collins is saying, like, look, man, all across the board, um, us as black people or people of color, you know, I, I'm not going to stand up for a country, put my hand over my heart for a country that, that does not care about my voice. And obviously we've been all these black, black lives matter rallies and, you know, people speaking up and just, a lot of times it kind of feels like it means nothing in a sense because, you know, the still same acts of injustice are just continuing to happen. So. If the flag stands for something, I, I think it stands for freedom. I think that's why it's so important to us. I think that's why, you know, it gets tied into the military because often we associate the military with freedom. These are the mm -hmm. men and women who are defending our freedom. We go back to like the Revolutionary War, for example, and and I think that's probably when the flag, you know, originally had its most significance is uh, how we got our freedom was through fighting. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't think the flag stands for the military. I, I, you guys ma made that point. I don't think Colin 
if there was a if there was a uh, some kind of pregame ceremony to honor military vets, I think Colin would probably stand right. for that, right? But the flag stands for freedom, and Colin doesn't feel like freedom is equitably distributed in the country, then he's making his point. And I and I think the fact that it's received the reaction it's received, again, it just goes back to a lot of the other protests that we've seen. To, to me, that means it worked. To me, it, it means that it's, it's making people think. It's making, uh, certainly it makes some people angry. Um, how about this for a question? Would, would you guys stand for the national anthem if, if you were an NFL player? Hmm. Um. Uh. I don't know, man. I mean, I probably. Uh. I probably would. Um. I don't know. I. I, I don't see the. I don't. I don't see the. The. Honestly, I don't see how him standing or not standing is going to really solve a lot of the issues. You know, I, I understand it's a protest. It's a form of protest. Um, but I, I don't see how that is, you know, him standing would fix any of the problems. I mean, it, it causes some attention to uh, the agenda. I don't know, man. I, I probably would, but I I don't have a problem with another player not standing either, so I'm kind of indifferent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think it's like for for a football player um, who was you know he's in the headline, you know, social media is consistently being looked at. He got plenty of followers, plenty of fans, and um, you know, I guess voicing his opinion in in a way. That, that they see for that game is I don't care how you feel you're gonna stand up and he's like no I'm not gonna stand and and I'm gonna cause this uproar so you can see and, and, and hear why I, I choose not to stand I mean personally uh, as Tyler said you know I, I still stand I do uh, but but I do not knock Colin for not standing because yeah. he voicing. Uh, what it is that you know we've been trying to, to say this this whole time. I mean, um, I just think I use different avenues to voice my. Um, you know, I, I might go to social media to kind of uh, talk about certain issues, but also um, I'm, I'm trying to be involved with the Black Lives Matter movement here in Lansing. Just you know, just hearing the different things or different events that they have going on. I try to just be present um, uh, and, and see what's going on. But but again, that's just. The way that I, me personally, I'm trying to find other ways to voice how I feel about injustice. But, yeah. You know, I don't knock them. I just I don't knock them at all. I think my concluding thought is people that are hearing Colin and watching him, they, they need to not. This would include Jerry Rice. It would include tons of white people out there. Not create what they think Colin is saying in his protest. And. Often that happens all the time when someone says Black Lives Matter and then people say, no, all lives matter. No, police lives matter. Someone saying Black Lives Matter isn't saying police lives don't matter. They're not saying all lives don't matter. They're saying black lives just need to matter as well. And we'll talk about that more 
in next episode. But I think if we boil down what Colin is saying, I, I think he has to be respected for it, even if you would stand, even if you think he should stand it. Part of the freedom that the flag stands for is the freedom to stand or not to stand. That's part of yeah. our country. That's part of freedom. And so uh, t- to me, a lot of the uproar and backlash, it it shows, um, I don't know, I don't think we're willing to listen to each other. I, I, think, I don't think we really want to listen. Um, I, I think we are pretty stuck in our ways and will just assume something about somebody instead of actually sitting down and listening to them. Yeah. Well, next week's trending topic might still be Colin Kaepernick. We'll wait and find <laughs> out to see if the internet is still blown up from him. Uh, but what we're going to do now is switch over to our topic of the day. Topic of the day. Topic of the day. Topic of the day today comes from a little editorial that I read in the Lansing State Journal. One of the opinions that someone sent in from East Lansing. And it caught my attention. I'm a pastor and it said, Jesus loves the little children regardless of race. And her little paragraph editorial says, why does there need to be Black Lives Matter protests in our country? It just causes more hatred among us. Don't white lives matter too? How about, quote, all lives matter? Unquote. I don't see white people protesting, quote, white lives matter, unquote. Remember, I want to make a side note about that. Can't, can't we all just get along? Oh, my goodness. Remember, this is so bad. It's so hard to read with a straight face. Remember the Sunday school song, Jesus loves the little children. Mm-hmm. All the little children of the world. Sing it with me. Red and yellow, black and white. They're all precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. That's how I live. And then it ends. I laugh because there recently sprung up a White Lives Matter movement, and I believe they were labeled as a terrorist group. So you can you can Google that. There's always been a White Lives Matter group. It's called the KKK. Oh, there is that. Yeah. I thought you were going to say it's called, like, the American government or something like that. But... Oh, oh, let me off of this podcast. You didn't want to go there. <laughs> hey, man, there's plenty of politicians, lawyers, and doctors as part of the KKK. There's plenty of pastors that were part of the KKK. Oh. Pastors <laughs> that were grand dragons, man. Yeah. You can look that yeah. up. Um, That's terrifying. That is terrifying. Let's talk about this. Now, this Uh lady in the song, it's hard to read that with a straight face, but I I have plenty of people that I love and respect and that are my, even my brothers and sisters in Christ, people in my own church, who would say to me when I preach on this stuff or talk about it or blog about it, Mm -hmm. we're creating the race issue. That that we're if this in the past, just let it go. When we talk about as like black and white or Hispanic, we're creating the race issue. We're we're all the human race, and they'll talk about Uh how biologically we're all one race. Even I've seen sermons, sort of ideas of we're all created in God's image, and so let's stop talking about race. Um, 
those things are true. We're created in God's image. And mm -hmm. biologically, yes, we are all one race. But does that mean that we should be colorblind, as many people call it? Um, and let me, well, let me start by saying this. I, I, I think... And I've had, I've met black, uh, I've met white and black people who share that opinion, um, and I and I and I think that it's not. There's no malice. There's no malicious intent. Right. There, there is no. I, I just think it's just uh, a major uh, naivety to to um, hold such a, uh, yeah, just to hold that school of thought. Um, if if you if if race doesn't matter, if color doesn't matter. Or, or if we're if we're all just you know all lives matter. If that's the case, uh, why did God go into such great detail? One to create us so differently, um, and two to point out um, to point out ethnicity and point out race throughout throughout the Bible. Um, if you, Numbers Numbers twelve, it talks about uh, Moses's wife uh, Zephora being from Cush and. Um, the Queen of Sheba and the Day of Pentecost. Yeah, the Day, Day of, of Pentecost, Pentecost is a big one, man. They list out like a dozen yeah. different ethnicities yeah. that all these places people are from. And, you know, Acts chapter 8 talks about this uh, Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, Ethiopians are mentioned 40 times in the Bible. Um, in Acts chapter 13, it talks about um, Simon and Lucius who are uh, with a name like Lucius. You know, he got to be a brother. Uh, Simon, Simon and Lucius, who are most likely from Northern Africa, uh, and then Revelation seven nine, it talks about all the different races, ethnicities, and it, it, that that are going to be worshiping Christ together. If, if race doesn't matter, why does God talk about it so much? Why does God um, delight in the differences between Dutch folk and Black folk and African folk and Korean folk? I mean, it, I, I think that. The, the diversity that we have and we can have to a greater degree in the body of Christ, that just glorifies him greater and makes him look larger as opposed to this we're all just one and let's not talk about our differences. No, we can we can worship a God who created us so different and, and a lot of times the only thing we have in common is him. Yeah. Well, and often, you know, my, my upbringing is in a white evangelical church. My church was 100% white. My school, Troy, Ohio, probably, I don't know, 95% white, graduated, went to Cornerstone University, uh, almost all white. Um, and often w when I hear this sort of thing from white people, white friends, uh, white brothers and sisters in Christ, I think what, what we don't realize is that when we say be colorblind, or that we're all one race because we're the dominant culture and we don't realize we're the dominant culture because it's all we've ever known um, whereas a person of color realizes they're not the dominant culture yeah in a way that the dominant culture doesn't like a like a fish doesn't know it's wet idea that when we say we're one race or that we should be colorblind Often what we really mean on the truest level is we want to we want to paint everybody white. And, and what I mean is uh, in a church setting, so let's just do everything in a white version 
and everyone else can just suck it up and accommodate to it. We're all one race anyway, so we'll do, just do it this way. When this way is really the, the white way, and that's a problem. That's a significant problem. Uh, but there's yeah. another level of this too, Kyle. I want to hear your thoughts on this. You posted a meme on your Facebook page from Fox News. It was a quote from Pastor Mark Burns, who's a, a black pastor, and his quote was, we've got to stop being African-American or Hispanic-American. We've got to just start seeing ourselves as Americans. And you wrote, Kyle, so let me get this straight. You want us to forget the beauty of our skin that was created by God for his glory? This is for whites, blacks, Asian, and Latino. You want me to ignore my uniqueness of my culture? You want me to forget my heritage. You want me to only identify myself with a nation that abhorred people of color for generations. No, I'm straight, fam. Can you talk about that a little bit, Kyle? You know, I like how you actually put no, I'm straight, straight. man. We actually said no, it. No, no baby. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, man. I honestly, man, I, I just think it was I think it was just ignorant to make that type of statement. Because as Tyler said, like, you know, when we think about God, you know, who, who created, you know, uh, of course, in, in different cultures, uh, different ethnicities uh, exist. And I believe, it's, uh, as Tyler said, it's all for God's glory. So it's it's, it's almost like he, he wants to forget, you know, the beauty of one's culture and just say, hey, you know what? Identify with just Americans. And as we've grown, as we've known, like Americans are painted as what, uh, um, you know, middle class white people in the sense. Yeah. Uh, that that's what that's what the normal person see for as American. Now, if you, it, it, it's it's really tough to, to ask, you know, maybe someone out out of outside of this country, like, okay, what is the average American? Are they going to say, oh, average American is a black man? Or, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, a white person. And, and that's just me having conversations with some of my friends who were just from Jamaica. And they, they wanted to come over and live a life that they've seen always, whether on TV or magazines or whatever the case may be. So this culture is painted um, at, through a, 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 a white American lens. That's just the reality. So excuse me for... Um, for wanting to to, to, to to keep my uniqueness or, or to see my beauty that that you know and in my own culture I just I just think it's it's ignorant when when he say hey you know we, we just need to start seeing ourselves as Americans and one thing personally I feel about Pastor Mark Burns is that he's doing it uh, just for the sake of that he's he's rolling with Trump like you know he's he's doing it because he knows he's going to get the uh, oh yeah let's, that's right let's make American great again you know. It's right. just to, to me, it's it's ignorant, and I and I think it was. I, I don't even think it's something that he believes. I mean, you're a black man, you're a black man yourself, um, and you know your children are. I'm not, I'm not sure is this children black or does he have a black wife or? I'm not sure. You guys know? Okay. Wait. No. Either way, you you know, you're black, and and understand whether you're black or white. You know, embrace your culture you know, uh, and embrace, you know, who you are as a person, that you are, you are different than the next man, but you know what is beauty is God, it's God glorifying and 
you know, I just, I just think that, you know, uh, I, you know, we kind of, when we make those type of statements, we're like, okay, well, God, what you made is not good enough. You know, I'm just going to say I'm just American. So. Right. And I want to emphasize what I think is the most important point for white folks to realize is our nation's history is ugly. It's very ugly. I mean, the, the way whites treated blacks, the way whites treated Native Americans, I mean, that was a genocide, literally, of Native Americans. The way we've treated the Chinese, I mean, you just go through the history, and that's another conversation, but all that history, you can't just say it didn't happen. You can't just say, let the past be the past, because that history is what formed our economics, it's what formed our our governmental systems, it's formed our church systems, it's why you have white denominations and black denominations, white seminaries and black seminaries. Yeah. And those things all have the repercussions that created the systemic issues of today. It's it's why uh, the average uh, capital, the average stuff that somebody owns, financial capital of a household, the ratio today is 13 to 1 for an average white household versus an average black household. Uh, it's why you go through the poor part of town and guess who lives there? Mostly black people. You go through the nice part of town and guess who lives there? Mostly white people. Uh, the experience, Tyler, you talked about with the police and you know this happens on a regular basis for people of color. Um, the experience that, that you talked about personally that for me to say we're all one race, it's to say that none of that stuff happened and none of it still happens because yeah. my experience is the same as your experience uh, because now we're all the same. And to me, it's a very convenient way to not look at the very ugly face of racism, systemic racism uh, throughout our history today, to not have to look at it and actually deal with it. And so why would I need to protest something that I've just said doesn't exist? Yeah. And it's just a convenient way to make it not exist. Yeah. And I think one of the things that um, I appreciate is when black, uh, white brothers and sisters actually mention, uh, you know, the issues of racism, you know, um, in their sermons or, or bringing it up in their local uh, assemblies. Because, like, I don't know if you guys heard of Jonathan Greer, who was a he was a pastor in Alabama um, back mm. in early August. This guy. Uh, was in a mostly white church, Baptist church, um, in in Butler, Alabama, and this guy was fired because he invited black kids to vacation Bible school. He was unanimously fired. Wow. Without any explanation, and this is how it happened. When he came back and said, "Hey guys," he told his deacons, "We're gonna invite black people to church." They did that. They said, no, that's a bad idea. You know what he did? He actually preached that following Sunday about sin of racism. That next week, he was fired. Yeah. So this is why it's important for us to mention these things. Because obviously, there are people who, who don't want to hear. It. And this is the reality that not only, that, you know, for, for the black person, we can deal with issues behind racism but white people are dealing with it when they're standing up for the oppressed 
Yeah, it, it's when when I hear, um, and I, I've heard that um, God is colorblind. I'm colorblind. I don't see color. Um, it's usually, you know, I've heard it from a few black black uh, brothers and sisters. But it's usually from my uh, my white friends and colleagues when they, when they say things like that. The, the first thing I ask them is, how many black friends do you have? Yeah. When was the, when was the last time you 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 talked to a, a a black man about the realities uh, that they face living in the in, in the country um, of America? You know, I, I still get I still get followed by um, I still get followed in stores. Uh, I'm on, I'm I'm 35 years old. I, I don't look like a young spry. A spunky 18 year old and I still get followed and watched in stores can I help you can I help you is there something you're looking for uh, five and six times so I mean these are realities that I still face today and I challenge uh, my white brothers and sisters to to listen sit down and listen listen to a 70 year old um, black person listen to what they experienced in the 60s uh, l- listen to uh young black brothers and sisters to, to their stories uh, of injustice that they face um, and, you, and you'll quickly come off that where we, we are the world, we are the people right. uh, kumbaya because it's not the truth and, and, and what I to Kyle's point, I, a lot a lot of uh, white brothers and sisters are waking up and they're um, having tough conversations and, and I'm saying that tons of white brothers and sisters brothers and sisters are confronting racism and, and that's that's super encouraging because uh we need we need um more and more white brothers and sisters to uh call out injustice yeah and that's an important point with this whole conversation about race is often the most angry reactions i get to the things i write about race are from white friends of mine who I literally don't think that they have no one black person. You know, they maybe yeah. they work with someone or something random, but nobody mm-hmm. that they're friends with, nobody that they've actually had these conversations with. And, and I'm not saying, and we're not saying, the, yes, the solution is to go find a black friend. That's not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. The point is, you really can't make statements about race <laughs> unless you, you know people of color and have talked to them. Yeah. You can't say this is what it's like to be black in america oh yeah. Colin kaepernick he's like this or oh those black lives matter people they're like this do you know people of color and have you talked to them and have you talked to them about these things and i guarantee you that once you start having those conversations your viewpoint will change and yeah until, I, you, ha- well, until you have those I, conversations i don't want to really hear your opinion yeah i i assumed my whole life that uh, anchovies were nasty I just, they're little fish, they're nasty. I didn't know until I really tasted one that they are the most disgusting thing on earth. <laughs> so, uh, it, it, it's so, it's easy to say, um, and <laughs> you listen to, you know, Bill O'Reilly and, and, these, and, and, and these pundits, and, and they, they have all the solutions to fix the black community, and they have all the, the reasons why all the things are going wrong in, in their book. But you, you, you have not spent any time here. You can't, you can't have an educated opinion on anything unless you do proper research, unless you do due diligence. 
Uh, I, 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 I had very uh, skewed and um, often like caricatures of white people um, until I had white friends. Right. You know, frankly, frankly, I uh, because of my experiences, um, I, I hated white people. I hated white men in particularly um, because I I was. Um, had multiple run-ins with police where I was slammed on the ground, slammed on the hoods of cars. Um, I had issues with supervisors that were white uh, as a teenager, a young adult. So I, I hated white men. It wasn't until I truly had friends um, of different different ethnicities that I realized that, man, these people, there, there's something I can learn from them. There, there's much I can learn from uh, the way they live, the way they do life, the way they uh, love and serve Jesus. I can learn from that, and I can grow from that. And they're and, and they're not all the same. Not all white men are racist. Not all white men have um, bad intentions for people of color. But it wasn't until I knew them that that my my walls came down, and I and I killed all those caricatures I had in my head of people of different ethnicities. Yeah, that's why churches need to be multiracial. Uh, I'll leave that there, but. That's something I'm pretty passionate and convicted about. I think this conversation is uh, hard. It needs some wisdom. I think we should probably bring in someone that has a lot of wisdom at this time of the show. And uh, that would be the Black Superman. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. The Black Superman who calls to the other guy. Catch me if you can. Black Superman, what's up? This is Noah and Tyler. We're the Chopping It Up podcast. How's it going today? Oh, man, it's going good, man. Noah, you sound like a white man. You white? Well, I have friends who uh, say that I'm kind of hip with the cool kids on the street. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm white, yeah. Tyler, you black? Yes, sir. Black Superman, what are you? What are you, sir? I'm black, brother. Oh. I feel comfortable now that there's hey. another black man on this radio show. Let I- me ask you a question, Black Superman. I got a lot of questions about being black. Um, why do you black people call each other brother all the time? I'm not I'm not actually your I'm not actually your brother. I, I have two brothers of my own and uh, you know, you and I have different mothers. Why do you say that? See, it's it's, it's a lot of things that white people just don't understand. And uh, brother, I just let you know that I, I get that question all the time. Do you? Uh, see, see, it all started in slavery. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, see, see, back, see, you know, I, I, I'm an immortal, so I've been around for a long time. <laughs> I remember, you know, picking cotton. And, you know, I didn't actually have to pick cotton. I was just laser beam the cotton right off the branches, and it fall right into the back. You know. That's convenient. So, you know, one of the things that I realized is that, you know, to kind of, instead of saying, you know, uh, slave here or slave there, I was tired of calling my other brothers or other <laughs> slaves. I want to call them brothers or sisters. And that's how I started, you know. So, uh, that, that's, you know, it just, it rolls off the tongue so good. And, you know, they got it from me. They got it from Black Tuesday. We like appreciate that. that too. Thank you. We, we do appreciate that. Tell us about where you came from. You've immortal. That's that's pretty incredible. Uh, how did you first become Black Superman? What is your your origin story? Well, 
honestly, you know, it, it kind of started. There was a planet that existed. Uh, it was actually called the Soul Planet, and uh, it was kind of destroyed by my arch nemesis, White Privilege. Okay, uh, White Privilege came from uh, some part of the galaxy, destroyed everybody. I mean, everybody. And uh, you know, I was, I was able to only save. Uh, two people uh, from that planet, and I brought them here uh, to Earth with me. And uh, those two people was uh, James Brown and Michael Jordan. Uh, and that's why they had such, you know, talent. But they, you know, they, they became mortal. I was the only person that stayed immortal. Uh, but yeah, man, white privilege, man, and that, that's my argument. There's a lot of rumors on the internet, some vicious, some some nasty, especially in the, the political environment of today as we're voting on the president. You, you get talked about a lot by the different candidates, what their views of the black Superman are and aren't. Some would say that you've made claims that you actually were the black hero throughout history and different different points of history. And I've always I've always defended black history and said, no, that that actually was Harriet Tubman. That wasn't Black Superman. Um, oh no, no. Okay. What's that? Look, I, want, I want you. To, I want, see this. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm. I'm tired of people telling me, "Oh man, you know uh, Harriet Tubman did this. How did Harriet Tubman build the tunnel? I built the tunnel. He didn't build the tunnel. What slave you know they got tools to build the tunnel? All she had was a dress and uh, 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 this gun she stole from another white man. You know, and, it, and another thing is, you know, a lot of people say, oh, man, you know, these slaves, they walk from one place to the other. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I had to carry these slaves sometimes, man. Oh, well, that, makes sense. That, does, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm trying to tell you, you know, but Black Superman, I don't get as much credit. Now, I will say this, is that Harriet Tubman, you know, she, she, she did a lot for our people. Uh, and, and I'm proud to be a black man, honestly. Uh, but just give credit for credit. That's all I'm asking. Can you do that, Tyler? Can Hello? you give credit where credit's due? Uh, thank you for all of your contributions, sir. Uh, uh-huh. I, didn't realize you were, I didn't realize you were immortal. Uh, that helps me frame things better. So thank yeah. you for uh, all, all that you've done. Um, there's there's little black Superman that lives in all of us. So even right. in me, I, ha- I I would like to think that I have a little black Superman in me. No, not really, not so much. Uh, yeah. But we thank you, thank you, sir. Thank oh you. yeah, not a problem, man. I, listen, I gotta get on out of here, and you know before I leave, I just want to let you know, if it ain't black, it's wet. You can heard that from Superman. Peace, soul, and chicken. Wow. <laughs> thank you. That was incredible. Hey, thank you so much. That was Superman. Hey, guys, listen, man. I, I'm so glad you, you know, uh, you brought my my superhero, you know, just idol here, man. So he just he's gone. He 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 kind of he kind of dipped out. So, but I enjoyed it, man. I love I love hearing from that guy. What do you, you guys? To, did you get to get his autograph, Kyle, or anything like that? Uh, Superman doesn't do autographs. What you know, he, he's all about handshakes. Uh, he doesn't take pictures or do autographs. I asked him, but I think you're wrong there. I, th- I do believe we have a couple pictures of Black Superman that we were able to to catch. That we'll we'll make sure we 
we put on the uh, the blog here with with this episode. Yeah. I know I know I'll be posting on my blog uh, at acrossroads.net. Tyler, I don't know if you're going to post this or maybe you're afraid yes. you'll get fired if you do. Uh, but well, I'll, I'll make sure to. I'd like to keep my job. Yeah, so. yeah. I'll make sure to include some like, uh, black Superman like photos for out. everybody. You know what? I think there are some pictures for like, uh, people who just caught them off guard. So got Pop, pictures. So paparazzi, right there. of course. Yep. The paparazzi. I understand how that is. Well, this about wraps up the first episode of Chopping It Up, a podcast about race, race, and race. Tune in next time. Our goal is to record every week, but I believe our producer extraordinaire will be on vacation next week. So we'll see everyone again in about a week and a half or so. Next episode, our topic of the day will be on the Black Lives Matter movement. Do we all agree with all of their tactics? Yes or no? If tactics is the right word. Uh, And... Does that change anything about the issues that are actually being protested? So we'll give our pros and cons of the movement. We'll give an official thumbs up or thumbs down of the movement on the next show. Tyler, how'd you think show number one went down? Um, I survived, and I don't think I said anything incriminating, so uh, that's a win. Any listeners we had on this episode, do you think they'll be back? Probably not. So, uh, we love you anyway. Thank you. We love you as well. Tyler, when's the last time you've eaten at Burger King? Uh, the one around the corner from uh, us on um, the Davidson and Dexter area. That one, my wife says, looks kind of dirty. I don't go to that one. So, uh, is there such thing as a Burger King that's not dirty? This one is very sketchy. Yes. The one on uh, the one on Davidson between Dexter and then what? Go ask him if they'll sponsor the podcast. I'll do that. I'll do that. I might. I, Burger King has a new Whopper burrito thing, the Whopperito or something like that. That sounds very uh, multi-ethnic, del- very multicultural. It looks. It looks delicious. It looks yeah, that could be like the sponsored food of the show. Listen, man, you might be on to something. You might be on to something. Yeah, we, we might have to hit him up and see what happens. The Whopperito, I believe it's called. Hey, let's ask, next episode, we'll ask Black Superman about that if, if we're able to track <laughs> him down again. Hey, man, I, I love having him on the show, man, so I'm excited. I'm see really if you excited. can book him again next time, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'll see, man. He's just always... Always saving somebody. Well, that about does it. That music is our cue. We are out of here. Thanks for joining us on the Chopping It Up podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, which you can do on Podbean or iTunes. We will chop it up with you next time. Peace. Hey everybody, Noah here. One thing we forgot to mention earlier in the show, we will be introducing a mailbag section in the next episode. Please email us at choppinituppodcast at gmail.com and we would love to read your comments and questions on the air in our next episode. Chopping 
with no G, ituppodcast at gmail.com. See you next time.